Good morning. Welcome to a live episode of Grain and Grounds, episode 16. Today we're going to be talking about um, if Luke was a Jew or a Gentile. Now, throughout church history, it has been mentioned that Luke was the first and only Gentile writer, but was he? Um, most biblical historians and scholars agree. Is the evidence for Luke being a Gentile slim, though? The late Dr. Thomas McCall argues that it's clear that Luke was actually a Jew. You may be thinking, does it even matter if Luke was a Jew or a Gentile? To some, it might may not, but when we think about Luke's contribution to the New Testament and the testimony of his work, it is significant. Um, Luke, being the only Gentile writer, would not only give confidence to other Gentiles of the time that they can trust what the apostles are saying, but it also gives confidence to us modern Christians who don't have Jewish backgrounds. It's kind of a rite of acceptance from the apostles themselves and a message from Luke that, you know, that we belong in Christ's family. Now, if Luke was a Jew, his encouragement to the Gentiles um, at the time is not only fascinating, but it's convincing. So, I don't know. To me, either way it goes, the evidence, um, you know, I think that there's evidence to support um, that Luke did encourage Gentiles. And that's really all that kind of matters to me. But for everyone else, let's break down Dr. McCall's objections. So I'm going to share, oops, see if I can share my screen with you here and do, let's see. Here we go. All right. And all right. So I hope everyone can see that. Um, let's start up here. I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. McCall. <clears throat> um, he's a doctor of theology and he served uh, with Zola Levitt for nearly 30 years. I did read that he um, unfortunately passed away in 2021. Um, so that's sad, but we're going to go through this essay that he wrote here on Zola Levitt and, and just see what he had to say as far as objections to um, Luke being a Gentile, which is, um, you know, kind of what has been known by historians and scholars um, most of them agree that he was a Gentile. So let's kind of look at the evidence of both and go over some of his objections to the um, most popular school of thought, right? Um, okay, so in his letter, like he says here, the idea that Luke was a Gentile seems to be based more on tradition than any strong biblical evidence. So, um, you know, this is a common argument that um, there is no actual strong biblical evidence. Most people say, oh, it's tradition. And it is tradition that Luke was a Gentile. But I believe that there are some biblical evidences for Luke being a Gentile. And uh, that's one of the things I want to go over first. Um, his, so his, let's get down to his um, objections, which is right here. The list in Colossians. So. Um, his first objection 
is what we read in Colossians 4, 10 through 12, 10 through 11, where Paul lists men who are of the circumcision, meaning that they're Jews. And Paul doesn't seem to be mentioned in this list. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. Um, make sure that pulled up. Okay. So it's these final greetings. And so uh, in this, Paul is writing the letter of Col to the Colossians. And um, so he says, he lists all these guys here, um, Onesimus and... Uh, and he goes through and he says, um, sorry, I'm trying to, I don't know that I'm showing what. Okay, I guess I am showing. I guess you see what I see. All right. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Okay. Sorry. I'm a technical thing. All right. So he lists all of these uh, people here. And then he says, um, my fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instruction about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God and they have provided or they have proved a comfort to me. Um, so he lists all these guys and then down here in chat in verse four, 14, he says, our dear friend, Luke, the doctor and Demas send greetings. So we know that Paul or sorry that we know that Luke is with Paul. So if he were a Jew, why would he not include them up here in this list? And then say, these are the only Jews among my coworkers. Oh, PD, please don't. Um, so this would lead me to believe that Luke is a Greek. All right, Pete. Sorry, my dog, he... Um, I know, I know the lizards are out there and you're just, you can't get to them. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Um, <clears throat> okay. So in his book, let me, I got to share something else with you here. Um, nope. Oh, don't start that. Pete. So in his book, um, a commentary on the original text of Acts, Horatio Hackett says this. Petey. You really don't have to act like that. You really don't. It's lizards. You see them every day. I know it's exciting, though. All right. So Horatio says this. The historical testimony deserves more regard than... Um, yes. Sorry. The historical testimony deserves more regard than an inference of that nature. That he was a Gentile by birth appears to be certain from Colossians 4.11 um, and 14, where Paul distinguishes him from those who he denominates as Jews. Um, his foreign extraction is confirmed also 
by the character of his style, which approaches nearer to the standard of classical Greek than that of any other writer of the New Testament, with the exception of the Apostle Paul. This feature of his language renders it probable that he was of Greek origin. So, and then um, we have another <clears throat> thing from Adolf Harnack. Um, so um, Adolf Harnack in his book, Luke the Physician, um, he says that according to, let me pull his thing up. I like to show um, my sources because I think it's just so people can go back and look at them if they so choose. Um, so in, in Adolf Harnack's book, he says, according to these epistles, Colossians 4.13, Philemon 24, and to Timothy 4.11, Luke was a Hellene, which also means Greek, by birth, a physician, and a companion of St. Paul. Um, and he was a, a fellow worker with St. Paul. And that's what we just read in our... Um, Scripture reading there in chapter four of Colossians. So that is kind of one of the big uh, evidences or things that, you know, scholars and historians will point to when they want to confirm that Luke was a Greek. So the next objection that um, Bacall raises is one I'm not sure where I stand. It sounds simple, but personally, I'm having trouble finding evidence to support his take. Some scholars say Luke had to have been Greek, given that his profession uh, was as a physician. So uh, this could be possible as I can't seem to find any evidence pointing to a Jewish doctor at this time. I couldn't find one. I couldn't um, find any kind of evidence that there were a lot of Jewish doctors at this time. So I I don't know um, if you know or you have any kind of historical book or evidence that there were Jewish doctors at this time, uh, send it my way. I'd love to look at it. Um, and, and you would think, you would think, yeah, surely there had to have been Jewish doctors at this time. There just had to have been. Um, I mean, Dr. McCall points out himself, you know, right here, uh, he points out that Jesus himself referred to doctors in the gospel. Like we see here in Luke 4.23, physician, heal thyself, um, that they are sick, have need of a physician, Matt 9.12. Um, you know, he even says here, there is as much reason to believe that Jews were in the medical profession in ancient times as they are today. That's what he says. But I don't know, as I sat with this, and with the lack of evidence, Pete, here, you're chewing on like the squeakiest thing you have. Um, golly. Um, but I, God. Pete, I don't know if y'all can hear that, but it's he's chewing on some kind of ball that's like, Pete, come on, man. Um, anyway, I couldn't find evidence to support that there were any Jewish doctors in the first century. So, we have to remember that Israel at this time was under Roman rule. So Emperor Augustus had added 
um, Judea and Israel and Samaria, all to the province of Syria around 6 AD. So in these verses, Jesus could have been referring to Roman doctors, or if we read the text in its entirety, the parts that Dr. McCall left out of his essay, we'll see that Jesus was referring to a proverb. So let's look at the full text here of Luke 4.23. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. So this proverb essentially means that before you correct the faults of others, you first need to correct your own faults. So in other words, you need to heal yourself. And in the case of Matthew 9, 12, um, the full text here is on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Um, so this is the same thing where Jesus makes it known uh, that he has not come for the righteous. He is here for sinners. And Dr. McCall uses these verses to defend his stance. And it doesn't actually provide any proof, A, that there were Jewish doctors, and it can't definitively confirm if Luke being a doctor meant that he was a Jew or a Gentile. Um, based on the evidence that I found, being that I couldn't find any evidence of a medical doctor that was Jewish in the first century, I kind of tend to lean more toward the fact that maybe this is true. Um, Luke had to have been a, a Gentile because he was a doctor. He was Greek. Um, and so, I don't know. If you have evidence of a Jewish doctor in the first century, I don't know, send it my way. Let's look at it. Um, but the next argument that um, Dr. McCall makes is about Luke being able to answer um, and speak knowledgeably on Jewish matters. So here's here's the thing with this. Um, I'm going to scroll down because I, the one I really want to get to is up further. So he says, you know, Luke's intimate knowledge of the temple is a proof that he um, was a Jew. <clears throat> now, here's listen, here's my argument to this. If you spend enough time with someone, like, I don't know, walking for hours and days um, from city to city with someone of a certain cultural background, like, I don't know, a former Jewish Pharisee that was extremely zealous and had endless knowledge about Jewish law, temple tradition, and Jewish culture, and that person was the Apostle Paul, your mentor, all right? Are you seeing where I'm going with this? And you're a young, intelligent man like Luke. Yeah, you're going to catch on to Jewish culture. So, um, I don't know. There's a Catholic encyclopedia from 1913 that says, um, let's see, he is Hebraistic in describing Hebrew society and Greek when describing Greek society. My thought is that this lends to Luke's intelligence and um, and his, he writes so beautifully and he has this stylistic writing ability that we just don't see from others. Um, Paul is also a great writer, but Luke, Luke just has something a little different. And 
So I don't know, McCall. I'm sorry. I don't think Luke's knowledge on Jewish matters is evidence that he was Jewish. I mean, Texas has a lot of Mexican food joints, but that doesn't make it Mexico, you know? Um, so I don't know. That's my two cents on that. Um, so let's go to the final objection that I want to share with you. And this is kind of the biggie um, in terms of, I mean, you have, you have Colossians 4 and then Acts 21 is the other big one. So the thought in McCall's essay seems to be that um, when Luke, or sorry, when Paul gets arrested for taking a Gentile into the temple, the Gentile in question was Trophimus, not Luke. And so I think the scripture is clear on this as Luke is the one writing this account. Um, so I'm going to pull that up and just kind of go through that with you. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay. So in verse 27, we see the Israelites calling for Paul's arrest. All right. And this is on account that he brought a Gentile, Trophimus, the Ephesian, um, into the city and that they had assumed that he took, took Trophimus into the temple, which if you don't know, um, at that time, it was against Jewish law for any Gentile, Greek, Roman, anyone that was not Jewish to go into the temple. Um, so this raised, obviously, you know, a lot of issues. As we read here at the end of uh, verse 27, they stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, fellow Israelites, help us. This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple and defiled this holy place. Now, here's the key part here. Here in verse 29, now remember Luke is writing this. All right, this is Acts 21. Luke says in verse 29, they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian in the city with Paul and assumed the Israelites assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Um, so Luke is an eyewitness for Paul's arrest, but it doesn't sound like he was an eyewitness to the prior incident in which they thought that they saw Paul take Trophimus into the temple. And this is the only account that Luke shares. It just happens to involve Trophimus. So at the end of verse 28, um, we see that he that Luke uses the plural form of Greeks. So who else is Greek if not Trophimus and Luke? Um, also remember, Luke is writing a historic account. He's not getting personal with this. And that's really why we don't know that much about him. Um, but it just seems to me like he was there for Paul's arrest and that this story about uh, previously the Israelites had seen Trophimus, the Ephesian in the city with Paul, and they assumed that Paul had taken him into the temple. And that's why they wanted him arrested. I don't think this is evidence. I mean, it's definitely not evidence that he was a Jew. Um, and it's not really evidence that he was a Greek. But you would just think that um, 
you know, it, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not clear either way, but it really makes more sense that Luke is a Gentile um, because they're just not making a big deal about Luke being, um, well, he wasn't there, but I don't know. To me, it just, it, it's, it leans more toward him being a Gentile. Now, if you have disagreements or you want to discuss it, let's discuss it. But here's my opinion. Luke was born a Greek Gentile. He was well-educated. He became a physician. Then he became a Christian. And he served the Lord by becoming an evangelist. And he would travel and learn from Paul. And he would investigate the truth and write a historic account of what he and others witnessed. And he would die as a martyr at age 84. Although my research is still ongoing as to how he died. So what do you think? 